0: hey there leader welcome welcome to security on tap and today we're going to be talking about what drives us crazy in security how we fix them
1: why it drives us crazy and you got it backwards
0: <laughs> yeah what, what are they
1: yeah, yeah. why they drive us crazy
0: and how we're gonna fix them
1: there it is there it
0: is you're driving me crazy with this new setup <laughs> we, we got rid of the old uh, 500 pound laptop. <laughs>
1: My play, Fisher Price Play School, my first recording
0: kit. Yeah, I think the lid was actually thicker than most laptops are. On this table. <laughs> like it was like this massive paperweight. You know, it looked like a manhole cover that you were carrying around with you.
1: Well, we can uh, we can thank and shout out before we get started to Mr. Kevin Ebert for his audiophile skills and yeah. uh, recommending some of the the uh, equipment for those who care. I got a Zoom H6 multi-channel recorder which randy and i are using right now
0: yes and it's uh it's very cool and apart from me forgetting my microphone which we'll have fixed for the next session Mm -hmm. um we'll 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 be off to the races and you'll be able to hear us better make no sense
1: yep well and also i did find out that it only records if you hit the record button
0: yeah we were halfway into that
1: one we were a good five minutes in and we realized we weren't recording yeah. So anyways, back to our subject.
0: Yeah. What drives us crazy? People who click on everything. We just got done with an incident with a major healthcare holdings client who's been down for almost a month. A month because of ransomware. I mean, they're done, you know, from a financial perspective. They're done from so from so many vectors, all because somebody clicked on a resume.
1: And here, it's a resume. Here's <laughs> what drives us crazy a resume that they weren't even
0: expecting here it is <laughs> well i just thought i didn't want to miss out on anything you know.
1: so so in in that instance you know from a cyber security perspective what drives us crazy there is that we have people that don't engage their cognitive brain in crucial moments right it, it, you go on autopilot i, I mean I know you're there with me. You you've driven to work without remembering the drive, right? Yeah. You've done many Auto things. Pilot. Yeah, and you get a lot done when you do that. Yeah. And autopilot is that shortcut that our brain uses to help us get things done, right? To, to be faster, more efficient. If if you've ever and I think I've mentioned this before, but Malcolm Gladwell wrote a great book called Blink, all about that cerebral shortcut to cut your cognitive brain out of the out of the mix. And let the lizard brain handle it because it's so much faster.
0: Yeah, and the lizard brain likes to click on stuff. That's oh, all I gotta say. God,
1: yes. <laughs> you know, I I used to have somebody, in, and this person will remain nameless, but used to go rooting around in their junk folder and spam folder and go, "What's this?" and open it up. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> and when the alarms are going off. What are you doing? Well, it
0: could have been something. There it's was like, reason. It was there. It's like opening a drawer full of knives and thrusting your hand in it and shuffling it around and trying to find something. Like, I'm, it's just stupid.
1: <laughs> Why does this one burn when I touch it? I yeah. don't know. Try touching it again. Yeah, it, it, it drives us crazy. So here's the question, Randy, and you've hit on probably, and if you have the answer to this, we should turn off the recording and start a business.
0: Yeah.
1: How do you stop people from clicking? What do we do
0: about it? Well, it's training. You know, you come back to security and awareness training. It's as lame as that sounds. That's the lame answer, but, but it works.
1: But anybody who's done tra- security and awareness training knows that there is always a percentage. It could be two. It could be yeah. twelve. It could be twenty-four but somebody will always click it. As a matter of fact, I remember, and he's retired, so I don't mind calling it out. My old boss, Jeff, he once not only fell for the fishing test, but then he then emailed the fisher saying, did you get them? Did my pa- <laughs> did my password check pass, right? And then he realized what he'd done after the third you know, attempt and said, oh God, Jim, you got to help me. Thank God it was a fishing test, right? But awareness only goes so far. I mean... Uh, and Fishing I,
0: tests are how you do it, though. Internally, if you can do your own fishes of your own people and get real-world example, catch them before somebody else catches them, there's value in that.
1: There is value in that. And you can reduce it. Now, I, for a long time in that scenario, have said it's not about nobody clicking it. It's about how fast you get someone to report it. Yeah.
0: So and like, how fast you can recover from it. Because it's not like, here's the thing.
1: Well, it's two place. different things. Reporting allows yeah, you to get true. in to block at first. Recovering yeah, yeah. is different. But I think the time to first report should be a metric. Because that will block it for everybody else who might fall for it. Yeah, so that, I think that's one of the reasons awareness is so important.
0: We call it the mean time to stupidity. <laughs> the MTS! <laughs> the MTS. <Yes. laughs> it's outstanding. <laughs> but we all do it. We've all done it. I had a another gal in security works at another company who posted on LinkedIn recently where she she fell for a fish. You know, it was an internal fish. Uh, thank goodness, but yeah. she fell for it. Yeah. So I, I
1: don't know there's much. So I guess maybe the what to do it a part of this thing that drives us crazy is really the belt and suspenders, right? The belt is awareness, the testing. Yeah. It, it has to be like, what do they call it? The painting of the Golden Gate Bridge. You start at one end, you never stop. Right. Yeah. Just keep going around the horn. And then the suspenders are just continuing to put in controls that reduces your attack surface. Right? So it's make it harder for them to get that fishing in there, that spam in there, that, that smishing text, or whatever it is. And then putting in controls that when they do click on it, by God, it'll block it. Or yeah. it'll, you know, detect it. Or it'll be like, hey, you've never gone, nobody's ever yeah. gone to this site before from Basurian. Are you sure you want to go here?
0: Well, and all of, the, all of the brilliant tools and products in the world, spending lots of money on security do you no know good if the people that work there are just going to walk right in with you. They're just going to click on it and let the bad guy walk right in on your credentials in the door.
1: Yeah. It's, I, I mean, it's right up there with, and I remember years ago at, a, at another company where we had a guy walk his way into our building. He put on a blue polo shirt, a blue matching hat, and he kept his hand to his uh, phone on his ear and pretended like he was talking to somebody about the HVAC. And he got someone to hold the door open for him. Walked into our office. He sold $350 and a cell phone in under 90 seconds, and he was gone. Oh, wow. And we had a talk with the guy who opened up the door. He goes, oh, I thought he was the HVAC guy. And I, and I said, how many HVAC guys have you seen here? None. <laughs> Right, but he but he fell for it, that critical thinking. He was in autopilot and he didn't put critical thinking. Even if he had just said, Hey, shouldn't you have a badge? Mm. Right, that would have been amazing. And and the same thing for the, the resume. Like, I'm not hiring anybody, why would I look at this? Right.
0: Yeah, you gotta think before you click it and, and just use common sense and unfortunately lizard brain when it's engaged isn't very common sense like.
1: Well it but I do think as a cybersecurity practitioner, it is about the interwoven program that you put together. The awareness has to coincide with the testing. As a matter of fact, it should probably come from the same group.
0: It should, because the metrics are going to come from that same group. Right. They can't come from two separate entities. Totally. And,
1: and then the controls, you know, the preventative controls and the detective controls, whatever you have, that group should actually participate yeah. in that testing. They should understand that everything has happened. Like, how would this email actually get through? Yeah, And let's simulate that. And then they should do the after action. How would we catch it if it actually happened?
0: And it, it should be a common tabletop exercise. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah. I agree. The, the recovery from it, though. You know, that's the other thing. You, you need to get really good at recovering from ransomware. I, I, I was sharing about this most recent one with this client that was down for four weeks. Uh, former company of mine. <laughs> could recover from ransomware in, a, in an hour because yeah. they got it every day and Oof. they still can recover from it because you get it every day every day
1: <laughs> well that's how you fix stupid right you build the uh, you you put in airbags you put in seat belts, right. you put in crumple zones you know no matter how much driver education you get some people are just still going to slam into a bridge abutment, right
0: yeah
1: um Go ahead.
0: Well, I, it's it's amazing, too, though, how quick the dark web can weaponize things and find vulnerable open ports. Like, we're talking matter of hours. Or minutes. Max, even minutes. Yeah. There, was
1: a, there was one incident I worked uh, a while back, and uh, it was, I think, under an hour for detection and under 12 hours for guessing the password. Yeah. And they were in. Yeah. Um, so we do, now is the time in our, we're, we're 10 minutes in, now is the time in our... In our program, where we call out Jonathan's, this is Security on Tap. So we are
0: a lovely place.
1: Back at our lovely place. Cheers. Cheers. Having our uh, a delightful beverage together and having this conversation. Yes. So Randy, (laughs) do you have anything you want to ask me?
0: Yes, James. (laughs) What is your What? what What is your most irritating thing?
1: drives me crazy yeah mm, his name is kevin wilson and he won't get out of my head no i'm kidding
0: does, uh, he, does he want you to define what success <laughs>
1: looks like yes it's <laughs> you know what drives me crazy is that sometimes security practitioners will lose sight of the goal it actually does tie back to good old kevin wilson and what's it you know what what's what does success look like we fall in love with a technology or a piece of capability and we lose sight of what we're actually trying to do here. Yeah. And I have, you know, in the past, I'm as guilty as any CISO anywhere of buying the multi-hundred thousand dollar tool that you then turn to gone. my God, what have we done? Yeah. This thing doesn't do it. We're on year or month nine of implementation and I have no value for it. Mm. Right, because in my mind, every dollar that I spend should be going to do something good for the company, preventative, risk management, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And the longer it sits here, nothing, the angrier I get. Right? So, when you hear about these, oh, the deployment will take nine months, I, I mean, I just see red.
0: Yeah, the time to value has to be there um, faster for the product, especially there's so much constriction out there in the vendor space. and 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 as well, on the operational side, on this side, we've got Uh, overlapping tools, duplication of tools. Um, You need fewer tools, fewer vendors. And in order to do that, you need better tools, better vendors.
1: And I will say, you know, what I can't stand is when you find out that the, you know, and this is not happened today, but, you know, the network team has a tool just like the one you have. Or the fraud team has a tool just like the one you have. You're like, why are we not collaborating closer? So I guess... And that's not really my pet peeve. That's one of them. But the one I wanted to get on was not getting the value out of a tool that you spend so much money on, right? Yeah. And oftentimes it's not the fault of any one person. It's just, hey, they were overzealous. They they saw a thing. It looked great. I want to try it.
0: Do and- you do you find in empowering your team that that they pick bad tools or or they or they get they get drawn in by the by the by the slicks yeah. and by the brochures about what it could be versus what it actually is. I, I think
1: that's possible and here's where I take my responsibility for it. It's the times when I've not stood up and gone full Kevin Wilson on a regular basis.
0: You never never go full Kevin Wilson. Or tropical thunder. Never, never go you full thunder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, I I, I can I could say that the times where I didn't continuously and completely define what success looked like is when we got off on the shiny path. Mm-hmm. Right? We say, and just what is does this help us solve our our malware problem? Does this help us solve our vulnerability management problem? If it doesn't, then stop spending time on it. A friend of mine once many years ago, and I, I still use the term today, calls it brutal prioritization. Right? And those shiny toys look great. But, man, you can get lost. I remember years ago deploying Archer. RSA Archer. So heavy. Incredibly heavy. Incredibly effective. And and brilliant tool. I mean, it's just as feature-rich as you can get. But you need to hire two or three wizards. Just to run it. Just 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 to get it up and running. Right. Which in itself is something I was able to accept. But we spent so much time, you know, trying to preload information and get it all perfect. We weren't even using it. It was almost a year before we used it. And I finally had to throw a hissy fit. And I look amazingly good when I throw hissy fits.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why is it like this? I don't like
1: it. To to finally get it where we wanted it to go.
0: Well, and getting buy-in from the business. like As an example, we've made an enterprise decision. We manage our risks via Archer. The business has decided that, where, where I currently work. And and everything, it goes into Archer. And that is the agreement from the business, from everyone. It will be used, used to its fullest potential. And when you have that alignment, you can get the resources to support it because you've got the business processes behind it. The problem is, is we go off and get half pregnant with a new shiny tool. It costs a lot, and we had no idea about the human capital we're going to have to put forward just yeah. to get it to work and then operationalize no, it and guarantee training the antenna. wizards training right.
1: them right alright so I got a, I got another one yeah that I want to talk about and it's it's deep in my heart it is when you have an incident and you get your list of things after the incident your lessons learned your remediation items that you know we're not immediate they're just how to make us better over time And after about sixty days, if it isn't a major incident, sixty days, if you're lucky, they drift. Mm -hmm. And and I'd almost call it resource quiet quitting. You can feel your infrastructure team, your network team, you know, the other teams, they're not bad. They're they're doing what they're paid to do. They're they're going back and focusing on delivery. And so my pet peeve is that you know, people who are the heads of those groups don't stay more focused on this this they're willing to accept that gap right yeah and, and i don't know I'm, I'm gonna start losing my my mind if i start thinking about i've spent an entire <laughs> career doing that
0: well there's something to be said again bringing this back for all of our teams to keep from drifting etc about the security awareness and training there is real value in that i mean think back to as we were growing up the stop drop and roll you know um Smoky, uh, Smoky uh, the Bear. Only you can prevent forest only fires, you. right? Uh, and they had various dogs and other other symbols over the years to teach kids what to do in a fire. Oh, I Why love McGruff. McGruff, right, yeah, There was all kinds of of ways, creative ways in which the word was was had gotten out to those that were under the influence or influential people. To teach them the right things to do, which is
1: it, under the influence or influential. people? Yeah, I think, least, but, <laughs> they're yeah. under the influence. But people.
0: your your influential time too is onboarding when you bring someone new into the company. You create. You tell them about the culture of security. You tell them about the culture that you're trying to create there on top of everything else. It's got to be there.
1: All right, so um, probably got time for one or two more things to drive us crazy. You got one loaded.
0: Um. I, no. Well,
1: then I've got one. No. Mine is the, uh, I'm going to use a term that's probably not fair, so I'll apologize in advance, but I'll call it the arrogant non-security leader, influential leader. And I have come across this uh, far too many times in my career. At one point, I think I have a story in my backstory somewhere that a, uh, an application development leader said, I've been developing these applications for, for over a decade. I know where all the vulnerabilities are. Not your tool. Uh, uh. Right? And you just, what? Yeah. I, I, and I, I guess maybe the best way to describe this is, is it, it's intentional ignorance.
0: Yeah.
1: It, am I saying that right?
0: It, it is a willful. 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 Uh, I know. I'm stuck. Uh, What's the word? I don't want to say disobedience because that makes security sound like it's, it's well, What they're handed. doing is they're
1: making an intentional and deliberate choice not to focus on a risk management priority. And, yeah. and they just disagree. And what drives me crazy, that's like walking into your doctor's office and they go, you know, that nail on the side of your head might get infected. Yeah. And you go, my head feels fine. And you go, I've known my head all my life. I'm going to go. And you walk out, and then of course you die of gangrene, and they, or they amputate your head. Either one is probably fine.
0: It, it's it's a willful disharmony or a willful dissonance, is what it is, uh, and we all have them. And typically,
1: not it, me. Typically, I'm perfect. Shut up.
0: <laughs> it takes the form of an application person, maybe who's been there a while, you know, a long time, thinks they they know better. You know, I had somebody t- say once, uh, and this was at a major credit card company. Uh, we're trying to implement a major system change for them. And they, the guy looked at me. He said, Randy, I've been here 25 years. I've outlasted the previous two CISOs. I'll outlast this one. No, I'll pass.
1: I'll outlast this one. So I don't want to do the right thing. And maybe that's what it is. I don't want to do the right thing. I want to do what's right for me.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: I've, in the past, I've likened this, uh, and those of you who know me have heard me say this, that the security department and the and the IT department and development team are like the fire department and the water department. They both get water to different parts of the company. It's a great analogy. For entirely different reasons and entirely different levels of urgency. And it, it really does drive me crazy when you can't get somebody to see the whole picture.
0: Yeah.
1: That's really what breaks yeah. me. That drives me crazy. And I'll tell you what, I've, I've had leaders in the past like that, and it has taken me years to get them to come around. Sometimes yeah. I wasn't successful. Other times I was.
0: Well, you know... I look at security a lot like personal hygiene. It's the basic stuff, the basic... Something you don't do? (laughs) Yeah. The basic rudimentary things that you do by rote are the basic hygiene things that you need to do. And if you patch on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. if you're doing the basic hygiene things that you need to do in general, you're going to be healthy. But if you don't brush your teeth ever, like you are eventually going to get... Flossing on
1: occasion wouldn't hurt (laughs) you.
0: You're eventually going to pick up other stuff. You know, I, mean, I learned that in the Army. You know, we, we had to be deployable. Like like there was one guy, I remember we were in formation one time, and um, and uh, if you were uh, class four, you couldn't be deployable. And this guy was class four dental. And nobody's class four dental because you go and you get your teeth taken care of. First sergeant was like, you know, Smith, whatever his name was, he, he goes, why are you class four dental? And you see a hand go up. But then there's something in his hand. And oh, they said, no. they said, what is that? And then somebody else, his teeth, because he had dentures, so he had never been to the dentist because he had dentures.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> so he could never be deployable. No,
0: he was deployable. Just he had never gone because he didn't need to. <laughs> so he just ignored. He just ignored the the, 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 the dentist thing. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but again, if you just ignore brushing your teeth, if you ignore yeah. the fact that you need to, to patch on a regular basis and have an emergency way to do it, like it's just common common rudimentary things to build into your sprints to build into your life cycle to build into your operations Mm. when it's an overlay after the fact people are going to see it as a nuisance it is going to be interruptions it is going to be friction you know versus this is just what we do
1: yeah i i get that It, it you know my my whiny sound here is that it's just frustrating and and you know, keeps my, us
0: well employed though. We got good jobs. My dad
1: but... <laughs> used to have a really cynical saying, and sometimes it applies in security. He would say, Jim, forty-five percent of the world doesn't know any better, forty-five percent doesn't care. It's that ten percent that makes the world go around. Oh yeah. Right? And when I apply that to security, right, forty-five percent of your company is ignorant. The other yeah. part, right? that's not their priority. You know, they either don't care or they it's not their job, and then it's you who find yourself you know, paddling the oars as hard as you can because you hear the banjos downriver <laughs> or upriver. Sorry, well,
0: that, that's a Deliverance uh, quote. And just so you know, that's that's a movie. For those of you yeah. that don't, I think it's 1870s. We yeah, had yeah, candles behind our century. movie cameras back then. Yeah. By the way, our references we, we we're going to need explanations. <laughs> <laughs> so in our comments, we're going to start providing uh, explanations. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah exactly. Well, Randy, I think we're we're at time here, bud.
0: We are. Y'all, we know that some of you are security professionals, and you are living what we live and know what we're talking about. Others, maybe you're just listening in for the sheer joy of it. To, Hi, Mom. Uh, yeah, to, to hear us talk. But as security risk governance pr- professionals out there, uh, don't lose heart.
1: No. No. Everybody's got crazy in their life. Yes. You're crazy mm-hmm. just is more specialer.
0: And if you want to leave that crazy to go somewhere else, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you, <laughs> all those things that we just described are at every company you go to. Indeed they are. They and they
0: keep us gainfully employed.
1: We say this time and again. Security is not a process problem. It's not a technology mm-hmm. problem. It's a people problem. And as much training and awareness as you can give, you also need to train the people you work with influence them to seeing things a little bit differently. And that's the way you go.
0: And with that beautiful remark, I'm Randy Fields.
1: I'm Jim Desmond. And you guys, Keep Leading.